Alrighty guys, what is up? Welcome back to the podcast. It's been a minute. Last week I couldn't do an episode because I was on my trip in St. Croix, uh, but that's what this episode is for. Just kind of want to go over my trip, talk about what's been happening recently. Um, I wanted to record really bad last week, but I just couldn't because I didn't have my microphone. I didn't have anything really but my laptop. Um, I guess I could have recorded, but it would have sounded like shit. Um, and I kind of wanted just a week where I didn't have to do anything for the business. So now we're here. Now I get to talk about it, and that's exciting. So um, I got to think. There's not really anything I need to talk about before we get into the episode today. Uh, if you listen to last episode, then you kind of know what's going on right now. I don't really have um, any music coming out. Just because I'm switching over to a Mac, I'm switching over to Ableton. Like I said, if you guys listened to the last episode, you would know what's going on with that. Uh, so things have been slow. But um, nonetheless, lots of fun stories from St. Croix. W of a trip. Um, basically, the, the week leading up to it, um, the week before uh, St. Croix, I was very stressed because I had a lot of tech problems. I, I had just purchased like all the stuff I was going to need to transi- transition over to Ableton. I got my speakers in, my stands. I got my MacBook hasn't come yet, but um, I just I just have I was having tech problems with my gaming PC. Um, I was trying to switch everything over to my laptop so I could work from uh, St. Croix, and I just, in that transition process, there was just a lot, and a lot was going wrong, I ended up buying the wrong sized stands for my speakers, like a fucking dumbass, I think I said that on my last episode, actually, (laughs) but I was just, like, on Amazon, and you know when you get, like, really excited to, like, buy some shit, and you skip, like, the most important details, like, the dimensions, (laughs) that's exactly what I did, it's like, I was on the, I was on the page with the speakers, and you know, like, below your purchase, it says, like, People also buy these things. I saw the stands there, so I was like, oh, these must be the stands that go with these speakers. Well, they weren't, so I'm a dumbass. So I had to send them back, but Sweetwater is sweet, you know? Um, they have good customer service. They're sick. So I didn't have to pay for shipping. And the speakers are on their way back to the shop, and I'm going to get new ones. So, um... Yeah, anyway, I'm I'm going completely off the rails here. It was a very stressful week. I had to wipe my computer, um, just because I was going to have to anyways. Um, I just wanted to transition. I wanted to start. I knew that there was going to be a ton I would have to do once my MacBook came, and I didn't want that to be one of the things I was stressing about. So I was like, let me just do it now, and then I'll have a month off of production. I can do everything else from this laptop, so I like I do, I'm getting way off the rails. This was not supposed to go in this direction, but the whole point is I was super stressed leading up to Saint Croix, and a lot of that stress was unresolved when I was there. So I was kind of just like I had anxiety while I was on my trip. So I was like, when I get back, I'm gonna have a shit ton of stuff to do. Um, but yeah, uh, I um I find I find it very hard to put down my work. Especially production, just because I've literally been doing it every single day since, like, 2019. With, you know, few exceptions. But, yeah, it's it's very, um, I feel like I constantly have ideas for stuff that I want to get down. Specifically music. And it's very, I, don't, I feel like any creative person kind of understands this. It's very hard to set down your work. Even, like, 
even going to St. Croix, you know, it's like, it doesn't matter where I am. I just have trouble not making music. I feel like I'm, I'm lagging behind. I don't know. It's a stupid perspective, but it, I don't know. I knew for the next month I wasn't really going to be able to do much production and that was kind of hard to grasp. Um, but I, I've been working on guitar and stuff. I've been keeping busy. I still have tons of shit to do, but for production, it's, I don't know. It's weird to take a break. It's weird to think that I ever would take a break from producing music. I don't know. Um, but I downloaded Premiere onto my computer before St. Croix because I wanted to be able to edit, uh, Kyle's podcast, um, while I was there and that came with a whole host of tech problems as well. Um, which was a pain. If anybody knows Adobe, you know that their tech problems are just like, uh, very, very hard to resolve in my opinion. Uh, so yeah, I was kind of fussing with that for a bit. I don't know. Yeah, it was a stressful week. It was not like an easy transition off to St. Croix. Like I kind of wanted it to be, uh, but that being said, um, it was still a fun trip. You know, I, uh, uh, when I was little, I used to love plane rides. I'm sure everyone can relate to this. And then as you get older, and as your back starts to become more painful, you start to hate plane rides even more. And I just, I absolutely despise them now. And I am unfortunately entering a career path where I'm going to need to take lots of plane rides. So I've been trying to figure out ways to make them more enjoyable. Um... And I really haven't, I haven't found that. Like, even working from my laptop was too hard, because it's so goddamn loud. Why haven't they figured that out yet? Why can't they just, like, soundproof the tubing of the plane? They Why have they not figured that out yet? It's so goddamn loud. It hurts. Especially when you're trying to work. I don't have noise-canceling headphones that can connect to this laptop. So I was in, like, it was a pickle. It sucked. I couldn't hear anything, so I couldn't work from my computer. I can't sleep... Because the fucking plane seats are so uncomfortable. I don't know who designed them, but there isn't a human on this planet that can sit comfortably in those chairs, aside from, like, a toddler. You know? Like, I feel like everyone can relate to this. Like, why... If no one's comfortable, then why do they keep making seats in that shape? Switch it up. I guess all I'm really looking for is something that doesn't give me a really bad fucking wedgie and something I can lean back in a little bit more. You can't lean back in those seats at all. You know when <laughs> you know when the like the captain, pilot, whatever the fuck says like, "All right, you can now lean back in your seats and take out your electronic blah 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 blah." And then you're so excited to lean your seat back and you hit the button and you lean back and it's like a centimeter. It gives you like nothing to lean back on and you're just depressed cuz you know you have you have a 3-hour flight where your back is going to be straight up and you have no way to rest your head to sleep. And so you end up sleeping in the weird like neck kink position and you wake up with fucking what's degenerative disc disease or some shit. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But, um, God, yeah, I hate plane rides. I feel like whenever, whenever I'm in like the, the gate waiting for the plane to board, and you get up and go get food. There's those, like, drink stations that have those little bottles of Bacardi or whatever the fuck they are. You know what I'm talking about? Like, little bottles of, like, vodka. I feel like the most efficient way 
to make a plane, not efficient, the best way to make a plane ride tolerable is probably to pound like three of those and then get on the plane, like right before your plane ride. So you can get on, put your shit on, and then you're just out for three hours. You know, that has to be the most efficient way to do it. And I don't, I don't like drinking. I don't drink at all, really. Which I guess I did while I was there, but like... As someone who doesn't drink, I think that's the only way to make plane rides enjoyable, which I think says something a lot. Um, Another thing I fucking hate about plane rides is the fact that the windows aren't in line with the seats. Sometimes they are. But most of the time, you sit on the window seat, you look to your right, and it's just a white wall. And then there's a seat behind, like slightly behind your shoulder. And then there's a seat slightly behind the shoulder of the person in front of you. But there isn't a, there isn't a, oh wait, no, wait, shit. Not seat, window. There's a window slightly behind your shoulder. There's a window slightly in front of, or behind the shoulder of the person in front of you. But there isn't a window directly to your right or left. I, I don't understand why that is. Like what, what is the thinking behind the seat placement? Like I understand the windows go in first and then the seats. It's not the other way around. But wouldn't you design the seats in such a way that everybody has a window to look out of? What's the point of the windows if they're not right there for you to look out? Because then you end up like turning your head all the way to the right to open the window that's kind of behind you. And then your neck is just torqued for 10 minutes while you try to see what's going on outside. See if there's like birds or some shit that's going to kill your engine. That's what I do. I stare at the engine and and have panic attacks about crashing. That's another reason I hate plane rides. As I've gotten older, I've started to realize all the ways plane rides could go wrong. And I get paranoid. Um, But that's not, that's not even, that's not the biggest issue about plane rides for me. It's just the seats are so fucking horrible and you don't have a window. It's, I don't know. I, I don't understand that. Like some hire an engineer or something. Um... I find it, oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm going through my plane ride rant here. The last thing I fucking hate about plane rides is when we land and then the seatbelt light goes off and then everybody stands up and gets in the aisle as fast as they can. Even the people in the back of the plane, as if they're going to somehow get off the plane faster by standing up first before everyone else. And then there's that one person who just managed to get into the aisle before everyone else and they think they're the fucking shit. And then it takes so long. That I don't understand. Just grab your shit and go. Why does it why does it takes me like less than five seconds to get my shit out of my seat and my bag out above me and get off the plane. I'm so fast. Why isn't everyone like that? That's another thing I hate. Just like as soon as the seatbelt light goes off, everybody stands up. And it's like, bro, you're going to be here for another 20 minutes. Just sit your fucking ass back down. Or like, if I if there's no room in the back for your bag, and you have to put it a little bit forward in the plane, and you get out of your seat, and you start walking towards your bag. Or wait, am I getting this wrong? Oh, no, no, no. If this is when you're getting on the plane. When you get on the plane, and you have to put your bag further down the plane to get to the back because there's no room and so you put your bag up there 
Oh, I'm getting this so fucking backwards. Hang on, dude. I'm hurting my head right now. All right, here's here's what happens. You go to your seat with your bag, and then you realize there's no room for your bag in the back of the plane. So then you have to turn around to put your bag in a different place, but the line has has been eating your ass the entire time as you get on the plane. So you have to get the entire fucking plane to back up in order to get your your bag in a little stowaway place that's empty. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Does anybody know what I'm saying right now? Someone someone can relate to this. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. I can I I'm picturing it in my head. It happens. It happens all the time. Whatever. Leave a comment if you think I'm stupid. Or if I'm just rambling here, which I am. Um, um shit, what was I gonna say? Oh, right. Um Yeah, everybody's standing up when the light goes off. I don't know, that's so funny to me. <laughs> I feel like people have made vines from like twenty sixteen about that. I, f- I feel like I've seen something from someone about that exact situation. It's so funny. Um, but we uh, we got a car. We rented a car when we landed. Um, for some reason in my head, I thought the island was tiny. I was like, how the fuck are they going to fit a runway on this island? But it's actually huge. It's a huge island. Um, so, yeah, we, we rented a car, um, which was funny. Because we got a Camry, a Toyota Camry. And this was kind of dumb in my opinion because St. Croix is like the bumpiest island in the entire fucking world. The roads have not been redone since like the 80s or some shit. That's not true. Like maybe 90s, early 2000s. And so everything is just fucked. The buildings are like destroyed. The roads are fucked. And so trying to drive a Camry over like that while you're supposed to be going like 60 on a highway, it's a mess. Highly, highly suggested Jeep if you guys go to St. Croix and rent a car. It's definitely a must. You kind of have to rent a car. I'm not going to lie. Like, you don't want an Uber and you don't want a taxi. Mainly because there's neither of both. Um, so you'll have to rent a car. I suggest a Jeep or something with, like, wheels that are high off the ground. Or no, shit. Uh, something that... You know what the fuck I'm trying to say. I don't know cars. Something that can go over bumps. That's what I'm trying to say. Um... But yeah, uh, stupid car selection. Also, they drive on the left side of the road in St. Croix, which I did not know until I got there. We were leaving the parking lot, and I was like, why the fuck is the stop sign on the left? Who puts a stop stop sign on the left? My mom was like, bro, they drive on the they drive on the left, dude. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, that was kind of scary, to be honest. Um, I never really thought about the fact that like you don't need a license to drive on one specific side of the road. Despite being a total beginner, does that make sense? I feel like, I feel like for me, anyways, I wouldn't trust myself to drive on the other side of the road without like getting a test or like a license of some sort. My dad was driving, and it, yeah, it was it was fucking scary <laughs> because everybody else around you knows what they're doing, and you don't. It's just cars are zooming past you. Like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Going so slow. You hesitate at every turn because you're like, am I supposed to be doing this? Is this right? You're like, you're only like two miles per hour through the intersection. Everybody's like, what the fuck is this guy doing? It's scary. It really is. If I went back, which I probably will at some point in my life, 
I'm definitely gonna like bike or like walk. That's not true. I'll probably drive. I'm just gonna be a pussy about it. It is scary. Um, but yeah, uh, overall trip was fun. You know, St. Croix highly suggest. It was kind of the first place I've ever been to overseas that I've kind of been like, I'll go back. I'll, I'd go back there. You know, like I've been to Cancun, and it was so Americanized and so not Mexican that I was kind of like, maybe I don't come back. And that's what's, that's what's happened since I'm not going back to Cancun. Um, but yeah, this was kind of the first place I've been to outside of the United States. Well, it is, it is, it is technically United States territory, but you got what I'm saying. Uh, but I'd go back. It was nice. Um, I feel like whenever I travel to places like that, or just travel in general, I'm always inspired to some degree to, like, travel in my 20s. I'm about to turn 20 in May, which isn't really anytime soon. It's months away, but, like, that's scary, bro. 20? I feel like from 20 to 30 is, like, when your shit happens. Like, that's when you, like, make memories that, like, that's when you're supposed to, like, live it up. You know? My philosophy personally has always been like 18 to 22, you just fucking grind on some shit that's going to get you money and a good job that you like. And then 22 to 30, you just fucking live it up based on what you just accomplished from 18 to 22. You know? And so like, I feel like 20, when that hits, it's like, damn, that's scary as fuck, you know? I don't know. I think about that way too much. Um, yeah, I have like friends who've turned twenty, and I'm like, oh my god. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I feel like I feel like turning twenty is like the. It feels totally like a new beginning, almost. I don't know. I don't even know. Like, does it really feel that different though? Because I remember when I turned eighteen, everyone was like, oh. 18 and I was like this doesn't feel like shit like I'd feel the exact same I'm still depressed and horny like what what's the difference and I feel like maybe when I turn 20 I will feel the same way like oh this is not new but we'll see anywho uh if you're going to the island I suggest you bring cash or honestly like I feel like if you travel anywhere cash is like the number one form of payment just because a lot of places don't have card technology like all caught up um and that is a mistake we made while i was while we were there um we got stuck in a parking lot because they only took cash and we didn't know that so we were trying to leave the parking lot and they were like you can't leave until you give us cash we were like we don't have cash so they were like uh sorry go get cash so we parked and we got out and we went to find this atm and it didn't work and we were like why doesn't this work? It's an ATM and it's attached to a bank. And the bank was closed for some reason. And there was an ATM across the street, a credit union across the street. And we were like, oh, they'll help us. The people there did not help us. They did not want to help us. They did not care one bit. They were like, no, sorry, try the ATM. We tried the ATM, it didn't work. And there was this guy there who was like, yo, I'm in the same pickle. He was he was native to the island. He was like, well, no, he wasn't native to the island, but he lived on the island. He was like, yeah, I can't get out of the parking lot. I don't have cash. We were like, oh, thank God. Like somebody who knows what they're doing. And he was like, I'm going to go to, I'm going to, I'm going to get my buddy's car and he's going to drive me to my, my other bank. I can get cash and help you guys get out of there. So we were like, oh, fuck. 
thank God. So we went back to our car and we waited. And then my dad drove up to the booth and was like, like we don't have cash. Like we were trying to we were trying to see if we could still get out without the guy having to like give us free money basically. And she was like, she was like, all right, but you got to come back with money later. Like my dad had to interrogate this like kid. It was like this like young girl like my age. It was like, no, you're not leaving. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like, what do you do? You think we're just gonna be stuck here overnight because we don't have cash? We basically told the lady, like, none of the goddamn ATMs work. Like, what do you want us to do? And she was like, all right, go, get out of here. But then we had to wait for the guy to get back so we could tell him that we got out. And so, eventually the guy came back, and he ended up paying for us anyways, but the lady charged him five bucks for us instead of three. Which, again, it's like, who the fuck cares about three dollars? But, like, she charged us more, which was kind of shitty. It's supposed to be three bucks for an infinite infinite amount of time of parking. Uh, but whatever the fuck. I don't know. Bring cash. That's what I'm trying to say. Bring cash so you don't get stuck in a parking lot in a foreign country. Um, or, I guess, U.S. territory. I keep fucking that up. Um, but something cool, actually, that I noticed. There's a lot of young people who work there. Like, um... Like, kids who just get out of high school, and they're like, fuck college, and then they go live in St. Croix, and they work, which was so mind-blowing to me. I met so many who did that. So many kids, like, working a bar or, like, renting out snorkeling and fucking kayak equipment or stand-up boards or something. Like, people who work right on the beach, right on the beach. They get to live from the beaches of St. Croix at 18 years old. Just doing a casual job. What a fucking win. Why didn't I think of that? I don't know. It's like, I I never really imagined St. Croix would be a place that's like affordable. But it is, apparently. Like, I I found, I met this 18-year-old who was doing like snorkeling excursion jobs. Like, they take you out on a boat to an island. You snorkel around. You take pictures. Yada, yada, yada. And she would run those at 18 years old. No one talks about that. I never even knew that was an option when I was in high school. Maybe that's what I'd be doing right now. If I knew that was a possible career path. That takes guts, bro, to go live in, like, someplace outside of the United States on your own at 18 years old. And you just, right out of college, or, sorry, right out of high school, make enough money. It's funny, like, almost almost all the kids I talked to, like, kind of said the same thing. Like, oh, I don't know if college was for me. I was really determined to build my own career path. And I was like, fuck yeah. That's awesome. I'm kind of jealous. Dude, I'm in my parents' basement, and they're on the beaches of St. Croix. <laughs> That's pretty sick. It's cool to see, you know? Gotta love it. Um, but, yeah. I feel like, I feel like another weird thing was just, like, there's so much tourism down there, and there's so much, like, poverty at the same time. Like, it's so strange how, like, the two can coexist in the exact same, like, town, right next to each other. Just poverty and, like, rich people. Like, that's that's weird. It's like, all this tourism money, where is it going? Because it's not going towards the island, you know, it's not fixing anything. I thought that was kind of strange. I feel like some billionaire could, like, go down there. And just like fix everything like renovate all the buildings 
because it's a small enough island to do that like renovate all the buildings make the whole thing run off of solar energy or some shit and like help the people like, i feel i feel like some someone could step in and do that but nobody is like you can tell it's one of those places that just does not get funding from mainland united states which is kind of sad because it's so pretty you know um yeah i don't know it's kind of strange uh, honestly best part of the trip in my opinion was was working like doing my job like uh doing lessons editing the podcast for kyle despite the technical difficulties that was fun because it was like i'm i'm doing my job from somewhere that's not an office building like i'm not there yet you know like i'm not living on my own yet but like it's still inspiring to be able to go somewhere else to do my job somewhere like st croix where i can literally just work from the beach you know i thought that was pretty sick pretty rad even um but um yeah oh yeah another another super fun thing was like doing the snorkeling there's tons of snorkeling there you just throw on a mask and then you go out in the the like right off the beach and there's like reef that you can snorkel um and actually it was kind of i had a lot of paranoia while i was snorkeling because when we were on this excursion the guy we brought our own masks they're like full face masks instead of just like the mouth and the eyes or whatever and he was like oh yeah these are really dangerous because this little piece can pop out and you'll start breathing your own co2 and you'll pass out and we were like are you fucking kidding me and so the entire time we were snorkeling we were like constantly checking our masks and constantly paranoid like am i lightheaded right now am i about to pass out which kind of fucking sucked um but also, we'd uh, we'd accidentally go too far so many times. Like we'd we'd go too far out on the reef without like any like uh, life support or anything, like uh, floaties and shit. And we'd turn around to come back. And it would take a long ass time, and so you'd get like halfway, and you'd look up, and it would feel like you didn't make any distance, and you'd start to pant like panic. But the masks were set up so you couldn't really take deep breaths or frequent breaths. Like, the the hole to breathe through in the masks wasn't quite big enough for you to, like, have a panic attack, essentially. It was it did not accommodate that whatsoever. And so you'd start, you'd start breathing harder. But the mask was restricting your air, so you'd start to panic even more. And, yeah, it was actually pretty dangerous. We got stuck out on a reef doing that. It took us the longest time to get in. My dad and I swam all the way in, and we got up when we got to the beach. You're we like, that could have been really fucking bad <laughs> if we weren't prepared. But we were after that. Um, but yeah, a bit of advice: don't go too far. It's like you think you don't go that far, but then you look back and then you actually try to swim the distance you just went, and it's hard. Um, but yeah, uh, trip was fun. Highly recommend anybody who's thinking about going there. Uh, travel is so cheap right now. I found a trip for Punta Cana round trip five hundred dollars for I want to say it was like a uh, five nights or some shit. So like, guys, go travel if you can. I know a lot of y'all are in college or whatever, and it's hard to travel when you're in college. But it's something I got my eyes on. Maybe now's the time to do that stuff. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, when I got back, I was hoping to kind of be, like, refreshed and, like, ready to go, but that was not the case. I basically immediately started having technical problems again, um, which, by the way, like, I suck at facing tech problems. Like, most other problems in my life, I can kind of bring a positive mindset to it or whatever, 
not tech problems. I don't know why. I get really fucked up about tech problems, like really anxious. You know? I think a lot of people do, but I, I feel like me more than like anyone else I know. Like I get such bad anxiety when I have like when I'm like losing files or like maybe I thought maybe I think my computer's infected or like I don't know, just like the most random shit. I get so paranoid. Or even just like I have to transfer all my files over to Mac. That to me is fucking terrifying. It sounds like a lot of shit that I don't know how to do. You know? But yeah, I basically I got back and I was trying to edit the podcast for Kyle and Matt, and I just, uh, OneDrive on, on Windows, it's like a default program that it logs you into involuntarily to back up your files for you. And here's the bullshit. When I downloaded Premiere, it put it on OneDrive. Right? So all my files I made, and I also, I also have all my files saved to desktop, which also was getting back up to OneDrive without me even really knowing. And so I was doing all my work on my computer and it would get backed up to OneDrive, but eventually OneDrive got full. And so when I went to export a project, it was saying you can't export to your computer because when OneDrive backs it up, it won't have room. So we're not going to let you export at all. I was like, what the fuck? So I started researching how to get OneDrive, like disable OneDrive, disconnect it. You know, I don't, I don't want my PC backed up. And when I did that, instead of dropping all my P- all my files onto my SSD, it took all the files off my SSD and put them on OneDrive. And then disconnected OneDrive from my PC. So I had nothing. All my files were linked to OneDrive. I would double click a file, a folder, anything, and it would say you need to have OneDrive back on your computer in order to, to access that file. It literally took hostage of my files. I don't know how I did that. I followed the instructions online, but I I had to sign back in. I had to put all my files back on my computer. And then I had to just uninstall OneDrive. Because previously, if I just unlinked it from my PC, it would relink it every time I restart my computer. So I had to uninstall OneDrive. And then in doing that, it fucked up all the routing for Adobe and then my raw files that I was using to edit because they were all assigned to OneDrive folders that did not exist anymore. So I completely reset all my settings in Adobe. I don't know. I, You guys don't give a fuck. I fucked up my computer. Not It's not that bad anymore. I had to change a lot of settings. I don't know why I had to change those settings. I have to do software encoding now, which I don't know why the hardware encoding isn't work, working. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, just, I had such a bad panic attack too. When I saw that OneDrive had my files, dude, I shit my ass. I shit my whole ass, bro. I don't know. Yeah, I fold in the face of tech problems. I fold. It's kind of funny, actually. My mom came home. She was like, bro, chill out. Like, it's not a big deal. Just fix the problem. I saw a post once. It was like, no amount of anxiety will ever help or change the situation, really. What's going to happen is going to happen whether you're anxious or not. I'm like, damn, that's true. But, like, you can't just fucking tell yourself not to be anxious. I don't know, dude, and all this, like, as soon as I got back, I realized how much shit I had to do with my new Mac and switching over to Ableton. I felt like I was lagging behind because I wasn't working on music and all this bullshit. And like, yeah, I, I, I could not relax at all. Um, so, you know, I got my, my brief 
grasp of air while I was in St. Croix, and now it is back to drowning underwater in work. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. This was a bit of a rant today. Um, I hope I get to share more travel stories because I feel like those are super fun. Thank you guys for listening. Um, I know I say this every episode, but I'm going to try to find people to get on my podcast. I just haven't found anyone interesting enough. And also, I feel like I feel like I, I keep listening back to my old episodes where I had guests, and I'm like, oh, that's so fucking awkward. Why did I do that? Why did I say that? And now I'm, like, paranoid that I'm going to fuck up and do, like, an awkward episode again. But it happens, you know? I don't know. It's not that big a deal. I should just, like, man the fuck up and DM some people right now. But until then... Thank you guys for listening. There will be an episode next week. I'm sorry I couldn't upload one last week. And um, have a good weekend, guys. Stay tuned for some more uh, bullshit from your boy. Go check out my recent Instagram post, a bit of a life update, which you guys already know about. I tell everybody my my life updates on this podcast before I tell anybody else in real life or, like, on social media. So you guys are the first to hear it. But I just announced some shit that I already talked about here on my Instagram. So go check that out. And yeah, guys. See you guys next episode. Thanks for for tuning the fuck in. Peace.